Hey yo, let me holler at you for a minute. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? If you have, let me tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me break it down for you. Anchor has tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, come here, it's free. Don't let nobody know I told you that. So, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. Join us as we talk about wrestling, Kurt Brendan and Ron, oh yeah, my three amigos, wrestling fans giving you the deets, oh yeah. and gentlemen this is season one episode seven of the wrestling with my thoughts podcast Adnid, my uh, brother kurt and we're waiting on brandon to come on so how you doing kurt yeah once again i can't i can't hear you kurt i'm not sure what's going on there yeah i don't know where brandon Okay, yeah, I can hear you now. Make sure I turn this off. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're right now, we're just waiting on Brandon to join us. Uh, It's going to be Kurt and I and Brandon. Um, this is season one, episode seven, as I said just a few minutes ago. Uh, today we're going to be discussing uh, the reviews for uh, Monday Night Raw, AEW Dynamite, and WWE SmackDown. Uh, we'll be discussing the, there's Brandon. Hey, what's going on, Brandon? Hey, good morning, fellas. All right, I can't call it. I uh, was just introducing the show to the ladies and gentlemen out there listening, uh, letting them know once again that this is uh, season one, episode seven of the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. I'm joined by Kurt and Brandon. Gentlemen, how was your weekend? Or I'm sorry, week. And uh, so far, how's your weekend been? So far, so good. So far, so good. How about yours? I mean, I can't complain. I can't complain. The week, the week was pretty good. Busy. I uh, had a lot of personal running around to do and whatnot. But hey, the week flew by, so I am not complaining whatsoever. Yeah, it did, and uh, same goes for us too. We counting down, so we got two more. Now it's less than two more Fridays left to Thanksgiving. So we 
go on break for a week and a half. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, right off, uh, what's that, Kurt? I said my favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. Oh, word? <laughs> yep. Uh, now, why is that? Is that because of of the the food? Like, I'm not even trying to be funny. Is that because Absolutely. of the food, or just the fact of the yeah. the reason for the holiday? Okay. Both. Okay. All right. Um, not to get all like serious or whatever, but years ago, I decided. Uh, many years ago, I decided to stop celebrating Thanksgiving as uh, the holiday as we know it, but rather take advantage of the time to spend time with family and friends and and just to uh, set that day aside to, to recognize what I'm thankful for. Um, but probably my favorite holiday is either, this is going to sound funny, but either Halloween or Christmas. Um, I, I realize those are diametrically opposed, but um, those are probably my two favorite holidays. Well, I look at Thanksgiving for this time to be thankful for everything that we have and good things that's going on. I spend time with family and friends. Yeah. Man, let me tell you, right before I was, uh, I sent out the uh, the link for you guys to, to come on, I was getting set up here and everything fell off my table except my laptop. <laughs> my mic stand, my mic, my phone, all of that fell into the floor. And I'm like, man. So I had to get reset up and, and situated. But uh, right here at the top of the episode, I definitely want to uh, to take a moment um, to talk about something that um, isn't related to wrestling at all. But um, those of you who may know that uh, the, uh, the Atlanta rapper Takeoff from the rap group Migos uh, was shot and killed the other night. Um, and we want to send our condolences out to his family and friends and to the fans. Most definitely. Um, it's unfortunate, Most definitely. That, yeah. it's unfortunate that, that he lost his life over something as small as a dice game. Um, so folks, when, when you're out and about, just, just be aware of your surroundings and um, understand sometimes um, it's just not worth it. So uh, definitely want to send our, our condolences, our thoughts, and our prayers to the family, fans, and friends of Takeoff. Most definitely. Um, yeah, that was one. Migos, one of my favorite groups ever. And, you know, just the way all that went down, I was actually up the night with that morning when all the news started coming down. I thought it was fake, but it turned out to be real. And it was one of those situations where Takeoff was just literally caught in a crossfire. You know, man, it's it's it's, it's, it's stupid, stupid, man. No, he, he didn't even make it to be thirty years old, and so that put anytime anytime stuff like that happened, because you know we all around the same um, age group and everything. So you know, I'm just thankful I'm still around. That's why I go home. You know, it's it's really this is just it's, it's it's nuts out here right now. With all with all these rappers getting killed and people just getting killed. Just period. It's fuck. Stupid stuff, man. It's ridiculous. So, man, my condolences to the family and everything, and to the whole Atlanta because that really kind of hit that, that that hit us hard. It really did. So, it's unfortunate, and we got we got to do better. We got to yep. stop that. Yeah, it's just uh, just just super unfortunate, man. Um, uh, bringing it back to the show today, what we're going to be doing, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is reviewing uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, AEW Dynamite and Friday Night Smackdown 
And then we're going to go through the Crown Jewel card and kind of give our predictions for what we think is going to happen today, uh, who we think is going to come out the winner on, on each match. And uh, then we have what I think is going to be a very fun segment. I don't know about you guys, but uh, we're going to be discussing today the the most overhyped wrestler, um, in our opinion, in the uh, in the history of wrestling. So um, be prepared for that conversation. Kurt promises a uh, a pick on his end that that threatens to uh, to send me and Brandon into hysteria because <laughs> because of who it is. So I can't I can't wait to get into that that discussion. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started with Monday Night Raw. We're gonna uh, we're gonna run through these these reviews rather quickly because we don't want to waste a whole lot of time uh, getting to this last subject we're going to talk about with the overhyped wrestler. Uh, plus, to be honest, in my opinion, the shows haven't been that great to spend a whole lot of time just reviewing and going over everything with a fine tooth comb. So, uh, Raw was in Dallas, Texas this week on Halloween. And the first match was Bianca Belair and Nikki Cross. Um, again, I'll say that I don't think the champion should ever come out first unless they're facing a mystery opponent. Um, that's the old school in me, and I don't like it when I see the champion coming out first. Um, Bianca Belair wins after Nikki Cross is distracted by, uh, by Bailey and damage control. And, um, gentlemen, let me ask y'all, what do y'all think that a loss like this, um, right after she returns, what do you think a loss like this does to or for Nikki Cross at, at such an early stage in her return? I think the loss, well, I think it because she, she lost to the champion number one, but the, my other problem is I don't understand body pushing her Nikki Cross the way they, they are, her destroying all the, the ladies outside of the ring and things like that, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, then I don't have a problem with her losing to the because you know you you lose to the champion then you know that's the champion. The champion is supposed to win, but you know the other stuff more curtain, I just don't really understand it. And I'm just trying to figure out like what her purpose is for even what is her like what is her purpose? What is it that she, exactly she's trying to do or trying to accomplish? So yeah, I think um, I think the reason they're trying to build her up is for the same reason they're trying to build up a lot of other people. Um, a lot of people were let go, so they're trying to put some people in positions to really get over. Um, I agree with you all that losing to the champion, I guess, is never a bad thing. But um, I don't know. I don't like it when someone debuts and then either the day they debut or shortly thereafter – um, they lose a match. To me, it just it's it's somewhat counterproductive. But like I said, in this case, it is Bianca Belair, so it's kind of understood. Um, after that, they go to Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar um, face to face. Bobby seems I thought he was via satellite, but apparently he was there in the arena. Um, what did you all think about about this segment? Um, it 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 does work to to further the Bobby 
uh, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar match going into Crown Jewel. But what did you think about this segment itself? Yeah, I just think it built to the match at Crown Jewel. I didn't, I didn't hate it. I wasn't excited about it, but I think it's a build more, more momentum for the match they're going to have. Yeah, it ain't nothing like a good old-fashioned pull-apart. Not like a good old-fashioned pull-apart with two big old dudes and one getting loose and all that. They, 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 nothing wrong with it. I ain't seen anything wrong with it. First match and get you know, we'll see what happens when they lock horns this afternoon. Yeah, I, I think uh, my, my initial thought, Reverend, was that um, this segment was okay, but if they were going to do what they did, I think it would have worked better had they been in, a, in an actual sit-down interview and an argument or a fight breaks out from there. Um, so moving right along, our second match was Austin Theory versus Seth Rollins. Um, I'll be honest with y'all. I told you guys last night in our, in our pregame discussions, um, I I completely checked out of this match. I have no clue who wins or who won. Um, And as much of a fan as I consider myself to be, this may sound kind of weird or ironic, but the fans took me out of this match. Their involvement, trying to take over and insert themselves as a part of the match, it just took me out. So I just kind of checked out of this match entirely. Well, Seth Rollins won, and I still don't understand you know, pushing Austin Theory, I'm lost in that time. I don't have to do it. <laughs> what did you think, Brenda? I didn't have no, I didn't really have no thoughts towards it. It was just another match for me. Yeah, I just, I like I said, the fans took me out. Um, it, it's one thing to be a fan, to cheer and be excited, but then it seems like fans are just trying to hijack the show. And that, for whatever reason, that bothers me. Um <laughs> But anyway, uh, after that, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman come out. Um, Miz ends up coming out and offering to help Roman beat Logan Paul here at um, Crown Jewel. And Roman ends up knocking the Miz out. I thought this was a pretty good segment. Um, I think right now, Roman Reigns and the entire Bloodline faction are are hitting on all cylinders. It seems like they can do no wrong. Um, I like this segment. Um, I, look, I enjoyed it too, especially at the end when Roman was uh, cutting the promo in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, that I'm glad that they, because I know WCW did it a whole lot. And I, to be honest with you, I enjoyed it. Um, I think about for whatever I always think about Booker T because he was he was always cutting the promo when he was off to the ring. But that, yeah, that lit at the end of the promo when he was going back to the back and you know basically talking his shit. I, I that's my favorite part. So yeah, man, they, they the. Uh, um, yeah, the bloodline, they can't really do any wrong. They're red hot right now, so. Okay. All right. Um, coming back from the break, Miz is, is backstage with ice on his face. Um, uh, him and Mustafa, Mustafa Ali have this weird interaction, and they end up, or Ali ends up talking shit about the Miz's balls. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next, the third, <laughs> third match is Damian Priest versus Carl Anderson. And what is this? The third or fourth week in the row that the OC and say say what, Kurt? I thought it was Carl Anderson versus uh, Sam Bell. That was last week. 
That was last week. This week it was Damian Priestin. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what that's what I was about to say, Kurt. Um, uh, you actually kind of helped me make my point that this is what the third or fourth week we don't even know who's facing who and what's going on in this feud. It just seems to keep going on and on. So yeah, because I'm lost right now. And hopefully, hopefully today at at Crown Jewel that'll be the end of it. But um, hopefully, <laughs> they find us. They find us. Say what? They find the damn, or they, or they find the damn equalizer for Rhea Ripley. I, I think that's uh, that's definitely going to have to be revealed today at uh, at Crown Jewel. So maybe that'll right. be a good thing coming out of Crown Jewel. Um, but Carl Anderson wins that match, and then we go to a, a backstage segment with MVP and Omos, uh, Omos or MVP rather is trying to talk up Omos. Then we come out, uh, come back to the ring. JBL comes out and does what JBL does: runs down the crowd, introduces Baron Corbin. Um, this whole segment was stupid. Um, aside from JBL doing what JBL does, this was that was funny. This was stupid. Um, it was a waste yeah. of time, in my opinion. So, no, I can, I can, I can, I can, sit, I can sit and listen to JBL and talk shit for a while. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about JBL is his uh, his history of being a bully. Now there's being there's being somebody who likes to joke around and whatever, and then there's a bully. I can't stand the bully, no matter where they're at in life. So you know, but yeah. I can I can't really speak on that because I don't I don't have any dealings with JBL. So um, before well, he was match, coming out, did you see how he almost? Well, I didn't catch up, but when you was coming out, did you see how he almost bust his ass trying to do that two step? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah so the fourth match was a trick or street fight um matt riddle versus otis um here here's what stood out to me about this match besides its stupidity if you're gonna try to pop the crowd with gimmicks or costumes or whatever at least wear something that's relevant the the costumes that otis and gable were going for um, had to do with a, a Saturday Night Live skit from like it's over twenty years ago, and I just think that not too many fans that are sitting in that crowd right now can relate to that. They probably had no clue what the hell was going on. So I did. Um, Matt Riddle won. Was Matt Riddle trying to dress up like uh, Elias, or was he trying to dress up like some kind of off-brand Ultimate Warrior? I thought he was trying to dress up like Hercules or something. <laughs> I thought it was an offbeat, uh, off-brand uh, Ultimate Warrior. Um, nah, I, 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 thought was, I, I thought it was Hercules. I mean, I, I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, man, that's something that Hercules would wear. He got long hair, so it just made sense to me. But... Yeah, it, it <laughs> uh, moving right along, the fifth match was Miz and Mustafa Ali. Um... Same old shit, really. Same old WWE shit. Mustafa Ali picks up the win after taking advantage with, uh, or uh, taking advantage of, rather, Miz being distracted by Dexter Loomis. Um, then we have the the Joey Gargano segment. This segment was horrible. So, so, so before we move on for that, and this just me, I didn't like him in the beginning, but I like this Ali guy. I really like. Him. 
I think he has some potential. In my opinion. I thought this entire segment was just, it was stupid. It was overly dramatic. Um, and it makes no sense to me. The the whole... It, it makes no sense, but I think he has some talent in the ring to where they can kind of push him because they seem like that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll see where this goes. Um, the main event of Asuka, Alexa Bliss versus Damage Control shocked the hell out of me because I did not see this, this uh, title change coming. Um, I figured it may happen at Crown Jewel, but I didn't see it coming on Monday Night Raw. Um, the match itself was eh, but um, I think the title change kind of made up for the match being kind of uh, a little bit lackluster. Um, what did you guys think? Yeah, I didn't see the title. I didn't see the title change coming either. Yeah, and I thought it was a good match, and I'd like listening to Oscar as baby faces versus, versus them doing here. I think that works. Yep. Okay. Um, my thoughts, uh, the best thing on Raw this week was Reigns and Heyman, of course. Um, the best match, in my opinion, was uh, Bianca Belair and Nikki Cross. Um, the worst match was, in my opinion, Matt Riddle versus Otis. Um, and if you guys have nothing to say, we'll move right along to... I don't, I don't disagree with any of that. <laughs> I did not need to see Otis gyrating on screen like that. At all. Right. He going back to when he was in heavy machinery doing that bullshit. Say that again, Brandon. I said he's going back to when he was in heavy machinery doing that bullshit. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have AW Dynamite on the second. Um, first matchup was Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal. Um, I think we all liked what happened in this match. We may not have liked the match itself. But the surprise of Jeff Jarrett showing up out of nowhere, um, finally, they did not actually announce somebody was now all elite. And we got a surprise of of Jeff Jarrett showing up. And I want to take a little bit of time talking about this um, because of what all three of us hope this means for AEW. Um, not only is in terms of Jeff Jarrett being in ring, but hopefully they'll have some some uh, say so and some authority backstage to help book some of this stuff. Because yeah, I love the segment, and I think if Tony, you know, use Jeff Wright, I think he can help AEW for a long time. Because right now, in my opinion, if it's I put three people that can help AEW get better. Jim Ross, number one, Jim, uh, Jim Cornette, two, and then Jeff Deere. So I think all of them have the, the wrestling mind to help this product get better. So hopefully bringing Jeff back and the promo he cut, I love it. And I, it seems like he's going to be there for a minute. So that's why yep. I, I'm, I'm hoping for the best right now. Same, yep. Same here. I can't lie. Um, Brandon, what did you think about the the – surprise entrance of uh of double j i thoroughly enjoyed it and as i you know as time has gone i wasn't always the biggest jeff jerry fan to be honest i thought it was annoying but as time has gone on and then you know i got a chance to see him live i have like a newfound like appreciation for him so it was it was it was cool to see him come out like that i love the way i felt like that was the perfect way to introduce him um and yeah hopefully 
you know, because, you know, just, I think Jeff Jarrett been in the business, what, 30 some odd years, almost 40 years now. And like all that knowledge that he has and experience that he has, wrestling, booking, uh, talent relations, everything. I feel like I'm with Kurt and I'm with you. I feel like he's going to help them out a lot if they allow him to do that. Because there's no way that you have a, a vet, a, a real vet, who's been, it's, it's a family, wrestling is a family business for him. His daddy was you know, the booker for uh, Tennessee or whatever. So um, if they don't, if they do not, like, if Tony Khan doesn't listen to, you know, his expertise or use them in a certain way to kind of get them over the hump, then it's like, dude, you're missing the boat all over again because that's a, that guy right there is a wealth of freaking knowledge for real. They could really, really help out those young, it really helped that company as a whole and the young guys and maybe help regulate some of that bullshit that's going on in backstage super so, I thoroughly enjoyed. I'm looking forward. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to see what we get from Jeff. And hopefully they let him go. They let him number one be Jeff Jarrett and just kind of let him, you know, put some of his hands on some of that stuff that's going on, and maybe we'll get a better product. We'll see. Yeah, because I was never a Jeff Jarrett fan, but just over the years, I, I know he knows his business. How it should work, and just listening to him because I listen to podcasts every week, and it's it, he's done a lot. He's done a lot of rap. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm the same way, man. I was never a huge fan. I was never a huge Jeff Jarrett fan. Excuse the noise in the background, folks. I'm moving something that's in the way of me recording. Um, but uh I was never a huge Jarrett fan, um, especially that first WWF run. Um, but uh like Kurt said, man, listening listening to his podcast, hearing the the mind he has for the business and um, going back and watching some of the stuff that he's been a part of um, some good, some bad, but I think Jeff Jarrett, the wrestler has always brought it and has always been on point in the ring. And I hope that he's able to put his hands on some of this creative direction for AEW and hopefully we'll get some coherent storylines out of it and we'll see some sort of upswing for AEW in the future. Um, I also want to say, Bam, welcome uh, welcome back this week, man. Good to have you. Good to have you. Thank you for checking in with us. And uh, feel free to comment, um, chime in whenever you hear something that you want to chime in on. Um, <clears throat> moving along to John Moxley in the back, cuts a promo. Um, fans seem to eat it, man, eat it up. Um, but his constant mention of, how much he loves violence, blood, and and all that. It just gets old. It's incoherent, and it gets old. Um, so I also say if he is going to continue to cut promos like that, it doesn't need to be in front of an AEW backdrop. It needs to be, like, in the locker room as he's putting his gear on or, at, you know, they catch him in the parking lot as he's coming in. It doesn't need to be cut in front of an AEW promo. It just, it looks staged and fake to me. Yeah. So, uh, second match, <clears throat> speaking of John Moxley, was John Moxley versus Will Moriarty. Um, again, I say the champ should never come out first. Um, his entrance through the crowd, it takes up way too much time, and TV time costs way too much to be, to be wasting it like that on uh on a wednesday night now for pay-per-views that's a whole other whole other ball game we could talk about that but um i just think that the entrance takes too much tv time away from them 
Um, Moxley wins this match with an abrupt armbar. Uh, the match itself to me was boring. You guys can can chime in with how you felt about it, but the the match itself to me was boring, and um, they made it they made it painfully obvious to me that they were willingly cooperating with each other um, during this match. Um, what did you guys think about yeah. the match? Well, I mean, it, like I said earlier, with the Seth Rollins and Austin Theory match, like it's just a regular old match. That's pretty much it for me. Um, I was saying it because I know that interest when he comes through the crowd, I always call it the Sandman interest. And I'm like, I've never, I've never seen the Sandman come out first. As you know, as over as we know the Sandman was in ECW, whether he was the champion or not, I've never seen him come out first. Um, I don't understand why they moved to the champions coming out first, because I agree. I feel like the champion should come out last unless there's going to be a like surprise opponent. And then, you know, you go in that direction. But the champion, Rick West says it all the time, like, the champion should always come out last. The champion should always close the show. Because that's the champion. That's what you're coming to see. And, you know, just to put it in the middle of the show and then make the champion come out first, I think it just kind of, for me, it, it devalues the meaning of you being the champion. Because everybody's supposed to wait for you. In my opinion. Because you're, you're the main attraction. Now, here, here's the thing for me. After the match, Ethan Page comes out of nowhere and clocks John Moxley. Now, John Moxley can kick out of the DDT from the top rope, fifty million chair shots, a brainbuster on the concrete floor, and all this shit. But a big boot from Ethan Page puts him down. Yeah, I don't this, understand this, that is, this is the little shit that that aggravates me to no end. Everybody kicks out of everything, but a single big boot from Ethan Page keeps this man down. Yep. And whether whether he's been in a match or not, I'm like, we done seen this dude, we done seen this dude go through some some horrific things that was would put any regular human being down. But I'm like, you're gonna, you're gonna get knocked out for one kick. I mean, not saying it couldn't happen, but still, like you gonna if you're really going like I, if you're gonna knock him out for one kick, make it be a legitimate kick, which I know they're not gonna do that. Because if you legitimately kick somebody in the right place in their face, it's going to knock them out. So, I mean, but, yeah. Like, uh, you can only you can only build stuff up so much and so far. And it's only but so far you can take it in wrestling. And I feel like, you know, the bar has been raised too high. And then when it's time to come back down, now, you know, you can tell, like, this is, who one of us going to believe that? You know what I mean? Unless it was just like a legitimate kick or a legitimate punch to actually like put your lights out for real. So, yeah. Well, and and that's that's where I take issue. It's the entire purpose, the entire premise behind professional wrestling is supposed to be a simulated fight made to look real. Right. And if if you're gonna make, and I'm just throwing this out there, a, a brain buster to the concrete floor, and the dude still kicks out of a of a of a pen, then why would a single kick to the face take him out? It shouldn't happen because you basically you built this dude to be like a superhuman. Cause I say, you know, hardcore wrestling like that, I'm like, you know what, everybody won't be Mick Foley. Okay? Everybody won't be Mick Foley. Mick Foley was probably the one that we know could legitimately probably kick out of it. That was his thing. You know? But if you you take it so far. You can get dropped on your head on concrete. That's supposed to knock you the fuck out. 
I don't care who that's that is supposed right. to knock you out. That's supposed to injure you. You're supposed to be out on the stretcher because you're knocked out or you didn't uh you broke your neck or whatever the case is. But to roll that guy back in the ring and he kicks right out, come on, man. And then now I'm supposed to believe he's legitimately knocked yeah, out from yeah. one kick. Oh, I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, does the guy have right. does the guy have uh does the guy have steel toes or something? You know what I mean? Like, you know? And then they say, hey, he got he got he has steel toes. He has he has steel rods in his toes, and that was okay. But I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, it's supposed to be a simulated fight. I'm like, that ain't no simulated fight. Not a real one. So this is my take on it. Every day is different. And I think that's where they're going with it. Anything can happen on any day. Like any team can lose a game on any day. Mm-hmm. Any one punch or any kick can happen on any day. And I think we really dig too deep down in this on things that happen. Anything can happen on any day. So I think you, we, when we start doing, but this move shouldn't happen, this move shouldn't happen, it's a different day. Today is Tuesday. They happen on Wednesday. So I think we're really digging too deep on with these kicks and moves. That's that's just my opinion. Don't everybody shouldn't kick out on everything, but on a different day, mm-hmm. maybe it was harder this day than it was last week. It's a different situation. And and, and I'm with and you. And the that, thing huh? about it is, so I think my bigger problem with this whole match is that this Lee Moriarty guy he, he, is irrelevant. So why do you have a match number one? Then number two is why are they pushing this group so hard to be on top right now? Yeah, that's that's something else I've got questions about. Um, I I agree with you that you know different day you know um, um, everything happens differently on different days. I I get that that thought process. I truly do, but. The and I, I honestly I wouldn't complain about this if in every match that AEW has we don't have six million kickouts to moves that should put people down. I to, hey I totally agree with that. So um, I totally agree. And, and that's that's I, the biggest reason yeah. I bring it up. Absolutely, because I think it's way overdone. I'm like, just stop you you. It, to me, it's disrespectful to kick out of somebody's defense. That, that that should never happen yeah. unless it's just a major battle for you. That's the only time you do that. You don't do that every week on every show. That that stops it. So now the fence should move on me yeah. anything now. Yep. Because it's like how do, how else do you think when Goldberg laid somebody out with that spear, he had to he had to build that spear. That spear, that spear in that jackhammer put every man down. All you know, yeah. all the way up, even really all the way up until now. I ain't too many people kicking out of that spirit that Jack Hammer. Why? Because he built that, he built those two moves. That was his finish. Nobody kicked out of it. Nobody kicked out of the Razor's Edge. Nobody kicked out of the uh Guerrero Frost Flash. At one point in time, nobody kicked out of the the L five. It put everybody down. And when you do it so many times and people know, like, hey, this is legitimate. When you see that L five coming, we know that this match is over. That's how you get those crowd reactions. And then when somebody goes and pops out and kicks out of it, it makes it an even bigger deal because it's like nobody kicks out of that move. You know? And I'm like, and I'm like that's, how, that's how those finishes shoot. I don't care if your finish is a, is a vertical suplex. That's how that finish, 
That's if that's your move, that's your move. Nobody kicked out of the perfect place that I remember. You know, it's a basic northern light suplex. It's a basic, uh, basic. What's it called? A northern light suplex or something like that. Nobody kicked out that suplex, and he built it. So for, for me, for me, it's not so much people. I, yes, I don't like the fact that people kick out of of what is supposed to be a finisher, but it's 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 less of that for me as it is just the fact that everybody kicks out of everything, but in this segment a big boot to the face keeps a wrestler down. It, it, it's, I, I guess for, for me, I'm looking at it like it's just the, the structure of everything. You have to make sense, and there has to be some continuity, and AEW lacks any sort of continuity. But you also have to look at the other side of it. He just had a match. True, true. He just had a match. So it's not just one side. He just wrestled. He just had a match. So I can see it. I don't like it, but I can see it. Yeah. And I, and I get what you're saying. I mean, you, you agree with what I'm saying, and, and, and you don't like it, but you also see what, what they're trying to do, too. So. Yeah. If it was a steel toe boot, I'd feel better. When Jake Roberts came out with a DDT, that's why I was so one of the most damn state moves ever because we came out with it. Nobody kicked out of that. Nobody. Other than nope. Mungus when they had that feud in mid stop. But it was it was wonderful because nobody kicked out of that move. Nobody. And they only did it on when they had big time matches and then mid stop. That's on time. Yeah. Well Yeah. I think he had, I think he had the best DDT of all time. Nobody did it better than him. So no. all right. Well let's I think we can stop beating this dead horse, but <laughs> um, but uh, Lamar Jackson then they show Lamar Jackson in the crowd um, Shivani does a quick interview with Regal backstage there's nothing special about it but Regal's good on the, on the mic um, Acclaim comes out to do a happy birthday to Billy Gunn and we commented on it when we went to, uh, to StarCast Billy Gunn is in fucking phenomenal shape to be as old as he is, 59 years old. Um, 59 years old. He just had a birthday. 59, man. 59 years old. Um, but to me, all this, they did all of this right here for the firm to come out, FDR to, and FTR to save. What um, What do y'all think about that? To me, it was just, it was a waste of time, an ultimate waste of time. Yeah. I think about it because ain't nobody got nothing to say about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, they're, they're running the risk of as over as the acclaimed are, they're running the risk of making the fans not care about them with shit like this. Um, you got a quick segment with Britt Baker in the back. Britt Baker doesn't say anything of any importance whatsoever, in my opinion. Then we come up on the third match, uh, which is Chris Jericho versus a former Ring of Honor champion. This is the only time, in my opinion, a champion should come out first. Um, he's coming out to a mystery opponent, and that makes sense. Any other situation, in my opinion, makes no sense because the respect should be paid to the champion. Now, with that said, Colt Cabana was the the surprise 
uh, opponent for Chris Jericho, the former Ring of Honor champ. Um, to me, the return of Colt Cabana says a whole lot. But before we get into that, what do y'all think about Colt Cabana? <laughs> Man, Kurt gives it to you straight, no chaser. There is there is no mincing words with Mister Mister Kurt there. Um, I I agree. I've never been a fan of Colt Cabana. Um, all he does is what Colt Cabana does, and to me, that's just not interesting. But I do say that with huh, it's nothing. He does nothing. Yeah, I'm with you. He does nothing. And um, I never saw what the hype was about with him at all. The signs, I guess, when CM Punk did the pipe bomb. My first time I ever heard of Coke Bell was when CM Punk did the pipe bomb. They came out. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'd heard about him before that. But now, with that I said, never, I never heard of him. You bring up a good point, or not a good point, but you bring up a point that I want to talk about with regards to CM Punk. Um, we've already heard the rumors that AEW is working on a buyout with Punk's contract. Um, I think they say the only holdup right now is the no-compete clause, which I don't understand at all because I, I honestly don't see WWE offering him a chance to come back. Um, now, Bret Hart, Bret Hart coming back ought to show me that never say never, but um, I just don't see, him, see CM Punk going going back to WWE. Um, so with that said, here, here's my thoughts. This is just my thoughts on the message that Colt Cabana being the surprise opponent of Chris Jericho, this is what it says to me. It says that the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho to a degree are petty as fuck, and this is their middle finger to CM Punk. Um. And we kind of discussed last night um, that I think from a fan support perspective that that Tony Khan stands to lose more from firing the Young Bucks and Omega than he does CM Punk. And I know that sounds crazy given the name value of Punk, but that's I, that's how I feel. So I think he, he held on to uh, those three, one, because they're, you know, he's buddy-buddy with them. Um, but he held on to them because he knew he stood to lose more by firing them than he did Punk. Um, I think the viewership numbers that they have now are propped up by the fans of the bullshit that is put out by the elite, um, the Bucks and Omega. So that's my opinion on the situation. I, I just think it was a, a of all the people they could have brought in to face Jericho that were former Ring of Honor champions. I think Colt Cabana was intended to be a middle finger to CM Punk. Hmm. I agree, but I disagree on that he fired the young bucks on making some viewership. I don't think those three hold the company up. He should fire all of them. Fire all of them, get rid of them. Because Omega was gone for almost a year. They didn't lose any viewership. Young Bucks, they made their peaks and valleys, but they wasn't really pushing a stop like that. So just fire on them. They, they are a cancer to the locker room. You divide the locker room. Just get rid of them. It makes no sense. They don't, they, 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 the least having the same I've ever seen in my life. And why seeing fans flock to them, I still don't get it. Like, these dudes, 
Well, there you have it. See the fan appeal. Like, why would you like these dudes? That none of them look over like they're two hundred pounds. They don't do a damn thing in the ring. It's just, uh, just amazing to me. Like, so what's the appeal? Yeah, they believe they're on hype. Yep. So say that bullshit. So they don't feel like they need to um, do anything different. They suck. They suck. I, if I was Tony Khan, I would fire all three of them. Get out of my company, and y'all have a nice day. And I, if I need to pay you some money, I'll pay you this money to go away. No. Go away. This is going to be go away. I'm going to pay you whatever I need to pay you and go away. Don't never talk to me again. Don't come back to my company. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll say this. Um, I like the brawl that broke out on the stage better than I like that match. Um, Jericho just, he, he doesn't have it anymore. Um, no. I think, and to hear him talk now, he seems to be just like the Bucks, extremely full of himself, and he just doesn't have it anymore. And like I say, with Colt Cabana, that is what it is. I, I'm not a big fan of Cabana, but the match or the brawl on the on the stage, I definitely like that. Um, then they go backstage with a segment uh, for Death Triangle. It, didn't make any sense. It was a really weird segment, but it attempted to build up the All-Atlantic title. Uh, speaking of which, that was the fourth match, Luchasaurus with Christian versus Ray Phoenix with uh, with Alex and versus Orange Cassidy. I'm sorry I read that kind of wrong. It's the way I wrote it in my notes. I confused my damn self. Um, <laughs> I like Ray Phoenix. I don't like the other two in the match. Um Orange Cassidy wins a meaningless match for a meaningless title. AEW has way too damn many titles, including and or, uh, excluding, rather, the Ring of Honor titles and, and every other title. Just the AEW titles, there are way too fucking many titles. Um, after the match, that so-called Forbidden Door was open, and Shibata and his crew showed up. Um, he wants a shot at the All-Atlantic title with Orange Cassidy, and explain to me how and why Orange Cassidy has the power and capacity for one to be carrying around a damn contract and to allow someone to sign a contract to face him. Mm-hmm. Once, it, once again, to me, it's just continuity. Hey, it's um, in the back, Shivani is uh, in some sort of, another, again, another weird segment with Rick Ross, Swerve, and Keith Lee. Um, that was fun. Yeah. That it, was it was fun. weird, man. I mean, it, it, to me, it was funny because it was, like, so out of place. Hey, get Rick Ross down, man. This made my night. And I'm not a fan of Rick Ross, but this was so funny. And then when he said, Hey, those are speculation. I fell off my couch. I I I fell off the couch because I said, Hey. (laughs) I I think Ross may have been sipping some of that champagne before that segment ever started. (laughs) 
But he he Man. sold it. <laughs> he sold it to perfection. Speculation. When I said I hollered, I fell off my couch. I said, "This is hilarious." Get that man a job. That, oh that man, was that hilarious. was hilarious, man. That was, that, was the <laughs> that was the best part of the show. I hollered. Hey man, it is what it is. I can't, I can't argue with you about hey, that being man. the best part of the show. Man, that hey, man. Was the best part of the show. That, I that, that was entertaining as hell. But, but you know, the funny thing is, AEW didn't mean for any of that to happen. And they probably That's did. what's they hilarious. So, so, that was all that like was Ad Lib. So <laughs> that was so fun. That oh, man. Night. That, that, right. that made my night. Man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fifth, fifth <laughs> match. And a very, they did something very stupid in this match, but it was Marina Shafir versus Jade Cargill. They brought out Vicky Guerrero and uh, Nyla Rose to talk through this match. That was just, it was stupid. If they were going to do that, what should have happened after the match when Cargill wins? Nyla Rose should have attacked her and then talked shit. Not talk shit during the match because No, so I, I look at it the other way around. So this is the thing. If you know if you Jake are here and you know Nyla Rose has your title and she's talking smack while you wrestling, it distracts you from what you're supposed to be doing right now. That's why I look at the other way around. I just it was, and it was a short match too. Um yeah, it was very short. <laughs> My first thing is why she wrestling yeah. this lady, whoever she is, never heard of her. The second thing is she should have been somebody with a bigger name. And while I'm wrestling, Nyla, I think she should have been at ringside talking. Current big. Yeah. Because that would have made it better. But I understand the talking through the match because it's now. Yeah. You distracted me because I, I really want to beat your ass right now because you got my shit. <laughs> and you talking shit to me. But you know, right. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> that's why I like how they did it, but it should it should have been a ring spot. All right, we're gonna we're gonna uh fly through the rest of this stuff because we're coming up yeah. on an hour and I want I wanna have more than enough time to discuss this most overhyped wrestler in wrestling okay. history thing. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna put myself on mute. Give, give, give me give me one minute because I got right. Oh boy, here we go. Okay, well, um, while he's away, Brandon, we're going to go ahead and run through these uh, reviews real quick. Um, the the next matchup was Brian Cage versus right. Samoa Joe for the Ring of Honor title. I did not realize that Samoa Joe was 43. I mean, I guess it makes sense. He's been wrestling forever. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 He's 43. Yeah, I didn't know he was that old. Uh, man, I've been watching. You mean tell me I've been watching Samoa Joe for twenty? God, <laughs> we, we get old. Um, yeah, Damn. yeah, this I'm is very true. Samoa Joe, man. Um, Samoa Joe, some Samoa Joe. Hello, listen to me. Um, Samoa, <laughs> Samoa Joe retains the title, um, but was attacked by who were the guys that attacked? That's that's the Samoan crew from Ring of Honor, right? Uh, who are yeah. they? 
I to be honest with you, I I do not have a uh, background on them at okay. all. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I need to find because I didn't know if it might have been um, who those guys that Paul Elring was was managing in NXT. Um. Uh, 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 I know exactly them two people. The, the, the authors of pain about. or something like that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know if it might have been them or not. Um, but anyway, Wardlow comes out to make the save. Have y'all realized that in wrestling in general now, that when a wrestler comes out to make the save, if they not only do they get their ring entrance music, but if they hold the title, they bring the title with them. Like, why? Like, if, if, if Kurt's being jumped on and me and you were at the bar having drinks, we're not going to run up to Kurt with drinks in hand to try to, to, try to jump in and help him. <laughs> throw that damn drink. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. Um, I'll probably throw that drink. Right. Throw the glass or something. Um, something. But then after... Uh, after that happens, Hobbs jumps in and out of nowhere and gave Wardlow the spine buster and the show went off the air. Um, for me, I said best match. There wasn't one. Um, worst match, in my opinion, was Moxley versus Mor- Moriarty. Um, and that's really all I got to say about it, except for Jeff Jarrett coming back. Um, there really wasn't much to uh, say. Jeff Jarrett coming back was the Besides that bit with Rick Ross, Jeff Jarrett was the best well, yeah, show. yeah. All right, now let Rick me. Ross, you know what? No, I take that back. Rick Ross was probably the best part of the whole show. Yeah. That was legitimately funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and, and when he when he said the highlights of the show. <laughs> when he said "sexy lady," you know what that reminded me of? It reminded me of Clubber Lang in Rocky Three. Hey, pretty lady. Hey, pretty lady, you want to know what it's like to be with a real man? <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. So now we're going to turn to the Friday Night SmackDown review. Um, I'll be honest. I told you guys before we started recording. I fell asleep during the main event, and I did not wake up till 4 o'clock this morning. So um, I joined the, the show during the Sonya Deville and Liv Morgan match. Um, it's been a long time since I watched SmackDown. Admittedly, both Sonya Deville and Liv Morgan look very yep. different from what I remember. Um, Liv, Liv Morgan wins. Yeah. Um, then they had a backstage segment with Emma. That's the that's the lady that used to come out with uh, Santino, right? Okay, I wonder why they brought her. But she was in w, uh, yeah. not WWE. She was in NWA for a quick minute. Um. Yeah, she was gone for uh, she was gone from WWE for about five years. Yeah, I, I heard her say that. Yeah, for a serious gimmick, and then they released it, and then she came yeah. back. So, gotcha. Which gotcha. I think she will come back. All right. Then they did a video package for Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. They did. Um, there was a match between Ricochet and LA Knight. Um, that match was what it was. That was um, right. nothing special there. Yeah. Excuse me. And then they did a, a somewhat funny segment with. The Usos, Sammy, and Solo Sokoa backstage. Um, again, man, the bloodline, <laughs> the bloodline, and, and Reigns. They, they are, they are on they point. Can't miss. Yep, they can't miss. Yes, they cannot miss. Um, yeah. Then we had Bray Wyatt backstage. Oh God. 
Um, this shit was so lame. I I don't understand why he wants to do this sort of shit. Um, I mean, it is what it is. I'm sure somebody somewhere likes it, but it's just he has all the potential in the world, and it's just it's just being ruined to me. Oh, oh. Uh, I, that I could not tell you. Because yeah, I think I think I think you might be one of the biggest. <laughs> In the world. But so I, if you don't like it, who else would like it? Then why? But I will say that life has has shown me that there is something for everybody out there. So I'm sure somebody likes this. I just don't. I'm like you. I don't understand why they would. Uh, the Usos come out, and then New Day comes out, and then they're jumped by New Day in the boots. Uh, Solo and Sammy come out to help clear the ring. And maybe I missed something. I'm not sure what the point of this entire segment is. I know that they're wrestling the Brutes um, today on uh, Crown Jewel. But what was the point of this segment? To me, this is what I got. Because it took me a minute as well. So I think because um, the Usos are coming up on being the longest reigning champion and uh, the New Day word that's long branded before. I think that's the only reason for the second that I got. Yeah, that, I, I think that they're trying to defend. They're trying to defend. They have the they have it, they have the long the new day has the longest title reign. I think they beat demolition for that. So their goal is to try to protect that because they don't want the Usos to surpass them. Okay. Which I think the Usos are going to pass it. So yeah. But that's the only thing I got up. Okay. Um, next up was Natty Natty uh, Hart versus uh, Shayna Baszler. Nothing much there. Was the was the the blood that Natty got was that legit or was that fake shit? Because if that was legit, that was a nasty kick. Oh no! Oh man! I like I like Shayna Baszler. I, like I do too. And I'll just say this to you, you two, and anybody else listening, Bam. If you're not following Natty Hart and her sister on Instagram, you should be. That's all I'm gonna say about that. All I got to say about that. Um, and then, like I said, I fell asleep during the main event, so I'll let you guys tell me what was that, and then we'll move on real quick to the Crown Jewel predictions. All right, so basically, the main event was uh, Rey Mysterio and Gunter, the former Baltimore. and it was your it was a good match. Um, it was basically uh, David versus Goliath. Um, of course, Gunter went over, and um, that's pretty much it. Keep it short and sweet. Okay, all right. Um, now we'll run through these predictions real quick for Crown Jewel. I told you all right before we started recording. Um, Bam, I don't know if you have looked at the WWE uh, website and looked at the card for this. But for Bray Wyatt, they've been hyping him coming to Crown Jewel. All it says is Bray Wyatt brings mystical energy to WWE Crown Jewel. Um, That in and of itself, if nothing else has told me that I want nothing to do with this Bray Wyatt return, that does. Um, And that's sad because I really, really like this dude. Um, All right. So as far as matches goes, uh, the OC versus Judgment Day. Kurt, who you got? 
And do you care? I don't care, but I'm going to go with Judge and think that they push them really hard right now. Okay. Um, Brandon, who you got? OC or Judgment Day, and do you care? I don't give a shit, but <laughs> um, I think if they find if if the OC finds an equalizer for runner for uh, for real Ripley, I think they'll go over. Okay, uh, my prediction is the OC for that very reason. I think Crown Jewel is when they debut whatever it is they got to offset Rhea Ripley, and that's going to have them go over. And I don't give a shit because they ran this feud into the ground. Um, Braun. Already. Braun Strowman versus almost Brandon, who you got? And do you care? Strowman. Do you care? I don't care. Either, <laughs> but, uh, um, for me, I've got almost only because they've been trying to build him up, and I think this would be the match to try to ma- try. I stress try to make it happen, and I don't care because I don't like either one of these guys. Uh, Kurt, who you got? Strowman or almost and do you care? I got uh, Strowman, and I care because I, if they do it right, they can push him. Okay. To where All right. He was before before he left. All right. Next up, we've got Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a steel cage. Um, I've got Karrion Cross. Um, I am interested in this feud. Well, maybe not the feud itself, but the match, um, because I think the right guy to try to push is Karrion Cross because they've tried so many times with Drew McIntyre, and nobody's going to get behind him anymore. Um, Kurt, you got McIntyre or Cross, and do you care? I got Cross, and I do care because if they do it right, they can push this guy and his uh, his girlfriend, wife. I think they can push him. All right, Brandon, you got uh, McIntyre or Cross, and do you care? Yes, I do care. I'm very, very interested in this match. I'm very, I'm interested in their feud. I want to see how he has. I have Karrion Cross going over. And I'm with Kurt. If they push him the right way, him and his wife, I think that is a one-two punch that should never be broken up. And if they push him right, we're probably looking at a future world champion. Cool. All right. We all three agree on that one. All right. Next up is the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Um, Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Alexa Bliss and Asuka versus Dakota Kai and EO Sky. Um, Kurt. Who you got, and do you care? Yeah, I care. I like Alexa Bliss and Oscar because, I, like I said, I, I like them more as baby faces than heels. So I definitely want them to win. Okay. Uh, I've got um, I've got Dakota Kai and Eo Sky winning the titles back. Um, I do care because I like all four of the women in the ring. So I'm I'm interested in the results on this one. Um, Brandon, who you got and do you care? Yes, sir. I do care. I got uh, Dakota Kai and EO Sky going back over, getting those championships back. All four of those women can go in the ring, and I'm making a bold prediction because of something that Sasha Banks posted online that she's been waiting six months for this moment. So I'm like, you know what? We might be seeing a return. So I don't know. We'll see. Mm. I didn't see that. Nice, nice. Um, that came out uh, over about the last 12 hours or so. so. Okay. All right. Next up okay. is the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship, uh, the Usos versus the Brawling Brutes. Um, I care. I see the Usos retaining the title. 
Um, I think it'll be a whole lot of craziness going on in that, in that match. Um, Brandon, who you got and do you care? I do care. I have the Usos retaining. Um, I think that this is going to probably be a contender for match of the night. Um, I'm a very big Pete Dunn fan, and I just can't wait. I, I can't wait to uh, see what they put on. I think I think that that could be a candidate for a match of the night. All right. And Kurt, who you got and do you care? I care, and it should be the Usos. There's no way. Take the belt off right yeah, now. I agree. No I agree. All right, next up, we gonna take them off WrestleMania. I, I, we'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> next up, <laughs> next up is the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Kurt, do you care who you got? I care. Oh, and and it's the last woman standing I'm match. Ending so I care. But I think they're gonna they're gonna screw Bianca. So I think um, Bailey is gonna win. I don't like it, but that that's what I'm thinking right now. I hope I'm wrong. All right. Oh, you know what? I just had a I just had a thought. Okay, so let's do this then. Brandon, who you got do you care and what's your thought? <laughs> I do care. And cause I totally forgot this match was even happening. Um, but uh remember what I said a few minutes ago about Sasha Banks possibly returning? So if Bailey goes over and she wins that belt, you know, her, her and Bailey have a little bang or whatever, uh, that might be where if, if that if this does happen, that could be where that return happens because I don't see Sasha Banks and Naomi coming back together. That is but once again, we'll we'll see. But yeah. I think that um I think that I'm very interested in the match. Um and I I, I don't know. I think yeah. something 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 big is gonna happen on this show. <laughs> All right. So I've been kind of calling it for months. I'm like, something big is going to really happen. It's going to be a big return on this show. Everybody's been waiting on. So I think that's Sasha Banks' return. If she returns, that that crowd is going to go crazy. So, All right. I'm going to explode. So we'll see. I do care. Um, I see an upset happening with Bailey winning the, the title. Um, I hadn't considered any sort of uh, Sasha Banks return or anything until you said it, so we'll see what happens with that. The co-main event, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Um, I somewhat don't care because this is like the OC versus Judgment Day. They ran this shit into the ground. Um, but I see Brock Lesnar going over just because it's Brock Lesnar. Um, Kurt, who you got and do you care? I care because I think um, Brock is part time. So I think Lesnar's. I mean, I think Lash is going to go over. And let's see if they're going to try to push him further along the story. All right, Brandon, who you got, and do you care? I do care. Uh, <clears throat> I I'm kind of fifty fifty on this match because I feel like if Brock goes over, it's because it's Brock Lesnar and they're in Saudi Arabia, so of course they're going to want to see Brock Lesnar. But also, my heart won't Bobby Lashley to win because it's Bobby Lashley. Um, okay. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm split. And I think it's going to be a good, hard-hitting match, and both of them did MMA, so I'm interested to see what it is they put together. I don't think it's going to, that match should not go long. Um, and I do, I agree with Kurt. Um, I think it's about time to start pushing Lashley back into that title picture again. Because I feel like um, he didn't get a fair shake when he was the champion and he got hurt or whatever happened to him. I don't think he got a fair shake. 
as far as like getting his championship back because technically he never lost it. So I want to see them. I want to see them run that back one more time with him and build him up. You know, to where you know back where he was when he was in the hurt business. But that was awesome until very end. So. All right, next up is the main event, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. Kurt, who you got and do you care? I care. If they fuck this up, I'm going to start watching. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot take the build off of Roman right now. Okay. If way possible, you can do that. And if they do it, I'm, I would not watch WWE again. Snap. I won't watch. Damn. Okay. I can't say that I'm mad at you, but damn. Um, Brandon, who you got and do you care? I do care. I got Roman Reigns. There's no way they're going to let uh, Logan Paul win that match. There's no way. That ain't going to happen. Okay. Not going to happen. They can, they, that is not going to happen. I promise you that ain't going to happen. All right. I'm looking forward to seeing what um, Logan Paul puts together because I think the last couple of matches he has has been very entertaining. It's surprised me. So I'm looking to see, um, you know, how they put that thing together. I'm sure he's going to go for that one, that one punch or whatever thing they're trying to push. So yeah, so you know, I will, we'll see how it goes. And I think that you know we're going to see some interference from the bloodline anyway, and yeah, we'll just see how it goes. But I think that, um, I think that could be a candidate for match of the night as well. So we'll see. All right, and they better not. They better not come with the swerve and put that title on Logan Paul. You gonna set the business back fifty years? Like I almost did with David Arquette. Don't do it, please. Don't do it. I care, and I think they put the belt on Logan Paul. I don't like it. I don't want to see it happen because I think that they're going to put the belt on Logan Paul just to get. Mass media, more mass media attention for it. And I think somehow they're going to put some sort of crack in the bloodline's armor, which I definitely don't like. They should not fuck with the bloodline right now. Um, no. But yes, I, I see a, a, a stupid upset coming out of this of Logan Paul walking away the WWE uh, Undisputed Champion. If it becomes an upset, they it better be a it has to be a screwy finish. I, I think it will be. And it got, and it's I, got to be done. It, it has to be done perfectly to the point where it's like, okay, we can believe it. But at the same time, I think they'll be doing bad business if they um take that belt off of Roman Reigns now. Yeah, I don't do that. I, I don't. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have a segment that we're going to bring up right now. Um. In our pregame talk, um, the conversation came up of who we think is the most overrated, overhyped wrestler in wrestling history. Now, with that in mind, Kurt and I are in the same age range between that that forty five fifty age age range. Uh, Brandon's younger than us in that in that thirty to forty age range, so we not we may not necessarily go all the way back to say like the, the gorgeous George era or whatever. So keep that in mind with, with our picks. But I wanted to reserve enough time for this. We are one minute and 10 seconds or 10 minutes into this, this show. And I wanted to, to, to set aside enough time because Kurt promises and Kurt, we're going to let you go last. Oh yeah. No, no, you go last. 
last. Yeah, we're going to let you go last because I think there's going to be less discussion about mine and Brandon's picks than is your pick because you had promised that me and Brandon are going to fall out of our chairs when we hear this. You better not just... You better not disappoint me. <laughs> he's gonna, fact, I'm he, sitting in my chair right now. You he's he's going to go, he's going to say, Logan Paul. No, I'm joking. Um, so I, I, I can go first. Um, for me, um, it's a rather recent wrestler. Um, I'll say recent within the last 10 years or so with all the accolades this person has gotten, all the hype this person has gotten. I don't see this person's worth whatsoever. None. I'm talking promos. I'm talking in-ring work. I'm talking the attempt at booking. I don't see it. I don't get it. The person shouldn't be in a wrestling ring, in my opinion. And that is none other than Kenny Omega. Um, that's that's my pick. And now I'll give here's my controversial honorable mention, which is and and this may be along the lines of what Kurt. Was, was talking about with his my my controversial honorable if I can say that damn word honorable mention HBK <laughs> yes what okay explain I think that HBK is a very good wrestler I think HBK is decent on the mic but I never got the hype of him being like the next best thing to Ric Flair. Um, I just never saw it. Now, that may have a whole lot to do with the fact that I didn't watch a lot of WWE, WWF, until uh, a little bit after Monday Night Raw started coming on because – WWF wasn't my thing. It was more cartoonish. It was more childlike, so I didn't really get into it. So, uh, but I did see Shawn Michaels before WWE with with Marty Jannetty as the Midnight Rockers. Um, I definitely think he got better as he got older, but I just didn't get the hype of whoever you got in that number one spot. As soon as you finish writing the last letter of that person's last name, you start writing the first letter of Shawn Michaels' name for number two. I just didn't see it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, Brian, go ahead. All right. So, my um, actually, I have two as well. Um, my overrated overrated wrestler is uh, John Moxley. Um, I just, I mean, I'm not saying that he's terrible. I'm not a huge fan. I think he's cool, but. Just as far as like him <laughs> be, <laughs> but just as far as like just him being, you know, supposedly being like an all-time world champion and all that, I'm just like, okay. Even when he was in the WWE, like you know, I'm like, okay, if he's gonna be the champion, we said we'd have kind of booked him like Mick Foley. If he's gonna be the champion, let be let him be the champion for a day. You know what I'm saying? And they just you know call it what it is, you know. But I just never seen like the box office with him. Um, John Moxley is not somebody that I would pay to go see, you know, personally. So that's that's just me. And uh, my, my other one's really not as controversial, but I've always felt like Kevin Nash was severely overrated. You said Kevin Nash? I agree. Kevin Nash. Okay, I just want to make sure I heard very, it. Very old, very I, 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 you know what? I'm not mad at that pick because I don't think Nash has ever been accused of being one of the best in the world. 
But Kevin Nash himself will tell you, hey, man, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense to me. So, um, yeah, I'm not mad at that pick at all. I'm not mad at that pick at all. And um, before we get to Kurt, to piggyback off the Kevin Nash talk, um, have either one of y'all listened to that show, uh, the the Click This episodes, um, when they announced his son's passing and then the one after? Those, those are hard to listen to, man. Um, no, I listen to both of them, but uh, Nash goes into the the you know the the actual factual of what happened, what led to his his death, and he he actually had some pretty good insight from a father's perspective in mourning um, on that subject. So if you get a chance to listen to it, check it out. I will most definitely. I, re- I really want to know what happened. Um, it was it was it was alcohol related. Um, Tristan Tristan had developed alcoholism, and him and his dad, they were like, you know what? Let's just quit drinking altogether. And they went cold turkey. And from what I understand, based on what Kevin Nash said in those episodes, was going cold turkey. Once you become a full blown alcoholic, can be dangerous, and it could the withdrawals, the withdrawals oh, yeah. can send you into seizures, and that's kind that's kind of what happened with Tristan. Oh yeah, 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 man, oh, it, it was sad. You you could hear it. I mean, he attempts to be the same upbeat Kevin Nash, and says that the reason he is is that Tristan won't let him be down and won't let him break down, but um. It's it's hard to listen to, man. As as a as a dad. Um, no, so that that's why when I saw him post, when I saw he had a post a podcast, a podcast after that, I said I I'm, I would not listen. To yeah, it's 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 hard. And, and here's the thing: I, I think because this is gonna tear my heart out. I have two small boys right now, and I cannot imagine losing either one of them. I said, I'm, not I'm, I'm right there. My my kid's twenty twenty three, and I'm right there with you, Kurt. I said, I, I, I said I'm not listening to that. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know what I would do if uh, if young Mister young Mister G was to check out. So, yeah. all right, now I take my hat off to him because I was like, no, I said, that's going to be something I would not. Listen. Okay, so now we come to the part where Kurt gives us his pick, and Kurt, I want you to speak loud and proud on this, and then we're going to discuss it if this is. In fact, as controversial as you claim it will be. So, what you got, man? Yeah. Uh, the Undertaker. <laughs> I think he's the most overrated wrestler ever, in my opinion. Shit! Okay, I, I think Brandon muted his mic just so he could cuss you out right there. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bam. You're you're in here listening to us. I would like to ask you, politely ask you, to chime in on this discussion. Um, who is your most overrated, overhyped wrestler of all time, and why? She dropped. She dropped off. She dropped okay, off. cool. Well, you look at you, Kurt. You ran him off. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my, my, coincidentally, my phone rang, so I, I, now my, my damn mouth just hit the floor. <laughs> All right, Kurt. Um, before we we chime in, I I want to hear your your thought process behind Undertaker 
as the most overrated wrestler of all time? I I, I never got the gimmick, never understood the hype behind him. He he didn't do much in the ring, in my opinion. I'm like, I just I don't get it. I, oh I don't man. Get it. I don't. Okay. I see the, the shit he okay. years on the jujitsu moves and the other moves he creating on sleeper holes and choking people out. But I never just got like why are people so fascinated with, with the Undertaker? It, it just never resonated with me. And I think he's the most overrated wrestler in history, in my opinion. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean you're wrong, but no, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I mean, this. Now, I'll say this. I'll say this. While I don't agree with Kurt, because I think there's a lot more wrestlers that could fit that title than, than The Undertaker. Listen, listen, listen. So this, this, this is the subject right now. The most overhyped wrestler. That's a, that's a subject. Right, I'm with you. That's a subject. So in my opinion, we've hyped this man up over 30, 40 years on this other phenomenal, other bullshit. I don't see it. Now, I, I will say, had they attempted to put that gimmick on anyone else, it wouldn't have worked. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't think the gimmick worked anyway. Mark Calloway made that gimmick work. Um, that to me is is testament as to why I think he's not the most hyped, overhyped wrestler of all time. Um, I think he took a bullshit dead in the water gimmick and made a an absolutely legendary career with it. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Um, what do you got to say, Brandon? Um, I think that there's well, not well, hey, your opinion is your opinion. Um, I think that the under that Undertaker gimmick is the best, the greatest gimmick of all time, simply because uh, Mark Kellaway took no. that gimmick. Hell no, hell no, hell no. Did you say it was the greatest gimmick of all time? Hell no, what hell no. no, I disagree with no, that. You, no, 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 let me tell you why, let me tell you why, because hey. The Mark, if Mark Calloway didn't take it and make it his own, that could have been one of the dumbest and stupidest gimmicks ever. Who in the hell is going to pay attention to an Undertaker? You know what I'm saying? And it was one of the dumbest, stupidest gimmicks ever. <laughs> he took it, but look at what he did. He ran with that gimmick, the same gimmick for the most part, he for the did. better part of 30 years. How, who in the hell he does that? He, he did his job, but that was the dumbest, overrated gimmick in the fucking history. No, of I can think of worse gimmicks than that. I think, nah, I, yeah, I can't say that's the worst gimmick. Are, are we forgetting about dunk, Duke the Dunkster Jose? Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then the Oz character. So I'll, let me take that back. Let me take that back. That yeah, really <laughs> that yeah I would, want, I would want that one back too, Kurt, once we think about it. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got the red back. You got the red yeah, Rooster back. But I, I, I think he's the most overhyped wrestler ever, in my opinion. Just that's my opinion. <laughs> No, like, I, I, could think, and, I could think of a hundred more men before the Undertaker. I will say this, I, that yeah. 
it is controversial. So, so Brandon, so you got to think about this now. When we listen, just the category the most overhyped, not gimmick on what we've done. The most overhyped, the biggest rappers in the world, the most overhyped. That's the category. Not not somebody like um, Dustin Rhodes or wow. Brad. Um, Brad Armstrong is the small gamers, the biggest all right rest. And in my opinion, it's done. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, now, I don't feel like he's overhyped. He just that. I mean, for me, he just had a presence with us all the way down from the entrances and, you know, especially those matches like later in his career, going up against Shawn Michaels and everything. And I think that's what kind of took him over the top, that, that streak. And everything, man, like, nah, come on. Like, he's one of those guys that you look for when you turn on your TV besides Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, Mankind. He's one of those guys you look forward to seeing every week when he's yeah. on and he was healthy. So I'm like, there's no way. And then and to me, I'm like, that, that don't make you that don't make you overhyped. Now, John Moxley, to me, Moxley is overhyped. I, I agree that, that The Undertaker received a shit ton of hype. Um... You'll get no argument from me on that. Uh, I, I think outside of, let me think, let me think clearly before I say this. Um, no, no, I'll go ahead and say it. I think outside of Hulk Hogan, there has been no other as hyped wrestler in the history of wrestling, in my opinion, than The Undertaker. But they say The Undertaker's going to be on TV, people going to tune in. But I think that he he deserves that hype because of the career he's had, the you know the fact that he did. Like I said, he took a dead in the water, nothing happening gimmick, and made it mean something. Yep. So I think that he deserves that hype. Um, so, but but with that said, but, but. I'm not mad at your opinion. I I see exactly where you're coming from. I just yeah. I just happen to disagree with it, but I see completely where you're coming from with it. Well, I don't want to see it because I'm taking one of my favorite wrestlers. So hey, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know, Brandon's feelings personally. Damn it. About that, about that. <laughs> That is my guy. I have not drawn when I used to draw every day. I didn't draw. I drew the Undertaker more times than I've drawn anybody. That's my guy. Yeah. Hold on. So hold on. He's had great matches. He's had some phenomenal matches. But just my opinion, he is the most overhyped wrestler ever in history. That's just my opinion. I, I think. Not saying he's bad. Not saying he's bad at all. Just yeah, I'm with you. I, I get you 100%. Um, just, just, just the hype that he has. Hey, man, this dude is not all that. He's not. I think if you take me and Kurt right now, my honorable mention, and his pick, and put us into a room full of 100 wrestling fans, he and I are going to get our asses kicked. Yeah. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. no, he said Undertaker. He said Undertaker, and my honorable mention was Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I don't even think it's gonna be the Undertaker when it's gonna piss everybody off. It's that Shawn Michaels when it's gonna piss everybody off. Yeah, and and Brandon, I think I think my my pick and your pick would piss a lot of people off too. Oh yeah, there's a lot of people um, that love John Moxley. I'm like, nah, but now nah, I just don't. I just, yeah. See, and here's where, here's where, I can make if if you give me Moxley and you give me Omega, and you tell me to choose which one is is the more overhyped, I'll still ride with Omega because, yeah, Moxley does have some redeemable qualities about him. Yeah, I just think. I just think if left to his own devices, like he has been in AEW, he does more harm to himself than good. Omega, Omega to me has no redeemable wrestling qualities. Um, I don't see his positive contribution to wrestling at all. Um, I just don't. I, I, I mentioned this early on uh, in one of our earlier episodes that I made mention of one of the Okada matches that, that Omega had. Um, everybody was talking about how good it was. I went and watched it. It was like, damn, man, this is a good match. I talked to Kurt. Then I listened to the Jim Cornette podcast where Cornette broke it down without any venom, without talking shit about Omega. He broke it down from a wrestling perspective. And he was like, it was a great display of athleticism. But it was a horrible wrestling match. And once I looked, once I talked to Kurt, Kurt pretty much said exactly the same thing. Um, once I went back and rewatched the mic, uh, re rewatched the match, I was like, you know what? This ain't a good match. It's really not. What it was is what we see in AEW right now. Kicking out of everything, a lot of flips a lot of bullshit, a lot of gesturing. And once I watched it through that lens, I realized this is not a good match. And once I heard that Kenny Olivier believes that he can wrestle, but has never actually been trained on how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I checked out. And that's what it gives. That's what, gives, that's what also gives Moxley the edge because Moxley's been formally trained. Yeah. It's just that, that his his idol, the one that he patterns his career after, happens to be Nick Gage. Yeah. And I don't see that at all. <laughs> yeah. But that's just me. But Kurt, yeah, you you are right. You you hit me with a doozy with uh with the Undertaker. I was not expecting that. I didn't expect that one. I thought now, I, I, I will I, say I, I thought Kurt was gonna say Rick Flair. <laughs> <laughs> what what I thought? Hey, now if you want to hear somebody say that Ric Flair is overhyped, go go listen to any interview with Ole Anderson about Ric Flair. Oh yeah, I've heard, I've, I've seen that and, before. And you, <laughs> and you and you know what I hate? Oh, hey. oh, oh. What I oh, hate hey. is when I listen to those interviews with Ole, and he talks about Ric Flair from a booking standpoint, from a performance standpoint, from a wrestling standpoint. I'm like, God damn it, only you're right. I hate you. Yeah. I literally thought, I said, I thought Kurt was going to say Ric Flair because if somebody said Ric Flair is overrated, you know what? I get it. I can, no, I, so I can only, understand. Only he is right, and I understand what he's saying. He's definitely yeah. right. 
He's definitely right. Yeah, I, and and you hear it like it's like it's like Brandon when you heard when you heard Kurt say the Undertaker, you don't want to hear that. <laughs> like I didn't want to hear only critique and break down Ric Flair from a traditional wrestling standpoint because I think Ric Flair is the goat. It's the but it's the truth. When you listen to it, Oli is right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And you, you might not like Oli Anderson. You might not like what he's got to say or what he's about. But God damn it, Oli was right about this. He's right. He's right. Yep. <laughs> he, oh, Oli yeah, he, he had a point. If anybody says Rick Flair is overrated, I don't think he's the only one that ever said that either. They say you say Rick Flair is overrated. I see your point. I see your point. Yeah. There's there's a. Lot. There are a lot of people in the camp that say Ric Flair is overrated. Yeah, and I, um, and I, understand. I understand. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. As much of a Ric Flair fan as I am, I get it. Yep. Um, I, I think I asked both of you guys in, in either just a text or general conversation or maybe even been on the show um, that after the last match in, um, in Tennessee that – I actually got tired of seeing him because it's like he was everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I I never want to see him wrestle. No, yeah, absolutely. Now I, I'm not I'm not shitting on that particular match like a lot of people did because it's a 73 year old man wrestling. Right. So it it was it was exactly it was what, what I expected was. it to be. Right. It was what it was. But. That stated, I hope that he never touches. Well, I shouldn't say touch the canvas, but I hope he never gets in the in the ring again to have a match ever. Never, never. Yeah. So and that's why when we did a review, I said that's the worst thing ever, and I don't want to see it. Again. <laughs> right. And I don't want to see it again. Yeah. And I'm glad they changed that from a singles match to a tag match. Thank God for the for the last match. So that that's the one thing I want to bring up. If you had a DVD, I need I need you to send me that DVD, and then you pay for it because I want that. Say say that again. DVD Kurt? of the last match because you said you bought two of them, right? Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got that and your shirt sitting over here um, on the arm of my couch, ready to go out whenever I, whenever I get out. To, I'll tell you what. I've got what time is I got to get out today. I'll take it with me. If I got enough daylight when I'm done with what I got to do, I'll run it by your house. All right. So, yeah, folks, we're handling a little okay. bit of personal business here on the side. So next week, um, next week we're going to be discussing the uh, the results of Crown Jewel, and um, we'll kinda, we kind of we kind of skipped over it today, but we'll talk a little bit more in depth about the uh, the supposed threat from uh, imminent attack from Iran uh, in Saudi Arabia that was that was brought up earlier this week. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that, of course. Now, um, are we going to, which shows are we going to review next week, fellas? Okay. All right. So, folks, tune in next Saturday morning at 10 a.m. here on Spotify Live. After Spotify Live, the show will be available online on all major podcasting platforms and uh real quick i would like to give a shout out i'm sorry fellas i I forgot to bring this up earlier but i want to give a shout out to main event wrestling i went to uh to a show of theirs last weekend they put on a phenomenal show no bullshit it's wrestling is wrestling is supposed to be 
and uh, just want to give them a shout out for and and thank you for a great show. Uh, gentlemen, either one of you got anything to uh, to talk about or say before we get out of here? Uh, Georgia College Football yeah. Day, everybody, we got number one versus number two playing at Georgia and Tennessee. Go dogs! All right? That's it. Have a, have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. <laughs> All right. Oh, and we're going to talk, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will start discussing uh, the show Tales from the Territory. Uh, sorry about basically uh, and, and realistically and honestly, we've been kind of lazy on that, or at least I have. I'll speak only for myself. Um, but we're going to get up to date on that, and we're going to be discussing these shows because it is a phenomenal show for wrestling fans to watch. So um, until next week, everybody, uh, we'll be back here for episode number eight. Be on the lookout for this show, episode number seven, on all major podcasts and platforms. Until next week, same bad time, same bad channel. Y'all take care. All right, peace, everybody. Hey, 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 real quick, real quick. I don't want them to see me doing this because they don't want me on the podcast for some reason. But anyway, if you might be interested in supporting these fellas here at the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast, there's a little link. That little tiny link is so pretty. But there's a little link at the end of the description of this episode. And if you might be interested in supporting these fellas, you just click that little link right there, and it'll take you to the page where you can leave a little jingle jingle. You know what I mean? All right there. Y'all have a good night.